Welcome to Jeanette's TV. I'm your host, Jeanette Burke. Thanks for being with us. Today we have a very special segment. It's all about codependency and COVID, and it's really important. So welcome to the show, Comedy Wood. She's a life coach who specializes in uh, codependency, and we're going to hear from her now. Hello. Hi, Jeanette. Thank you for having me. And thank you for being here. As I said, this is a very important subject matter. Now, I didn't delve heavy duty into your bio because I wanted to give you the chance to tell your incredible um, backstory or personal story. And I'm going to give you a chance to do that now. So please share with us how you have come to the place where you are at and mm -hmm. what makes you want to do this life's work that you are doing an amazing job on. Absolutely. So I am the daughter of immigrants. They came here when they were in their teens. So I'm first generation American. I was born and raised in Connecticut. Being uh, raised in a small town that was predominantly white with the name like Comedy, it was uh, not always easy. I, for instance, remember being in elementary school and absolutely dreading when substitute teachers would come in because I knew that it meant they would have to go through the roll call of the class and they would get to my name and without a doubt, they would butcher my name. And there'd be sneers and sneers and it would just be another way of illuminating how different I was. And so from a very early age, I took on this false identity of I'm not good enough or that I have to prove my worth. Couple that with being the daughter of immigrant parents who are working very hard to uh, find their way in this world. I also took on the false identity of being a burden. I didn't want to be a burden. I didn't want to cause waves for anybody. I wanted people to just accept me, like me. And so I went through life being a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. I took that into adulthood and uh, defined whether or not I was a good wife or a good mother by whether or not people gave me those affirmations. And I didn't really have boundaries because I didn't want to cause conflict for anybody. There I was defining myself by the roles I was playing. I was making sure that other people were happy before myself, making sure that I fixed everything for other people, doing all the things, not really ever being concerned with my needs and wants. But being a mother, because I am a mom of five, uh, was my catalyst to change. When I saw my own children being people pleasers and worrying about other people's feelings before their own. And I'm not saying that we don't care about other people's feelings, but it's when we take responsibility for making other people happy that it becomes a problem. When I saw my children doing that, I realized that I needed to make a shift. I needed to shift that, otherwise it was just gonna repeat for generations. My children were gonna do it, and then their children would do it, and so on and so forth. So I went through a self-transformation, mm -hmm. and I did the work. I worked with the coach. I did this, the, the self-work. I read the books. I did all the things. And during that process was when I realized it was my heart's calling to help other individuals who find themselves living their lives to these external affirmations, external expectations, external validations, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. It was my duty and job to help those people realize that they were living their life to these false identities. And it was okay to start to, to shed them. It's okay to shed them and to figure out how we want to actually live our, live our life and live our future. And that's where I decided that it was my, my calling to become a life coach and to work with individuals on healing that relationship with themselves and uh, 
you know, allowing them the possibility of having healthier, happier relationships beyond. Okay, so obviously very important work, but now, you know, we are living in COVID and I'm, COVID probably is making it harder for some people to not be codependent or to even leave codependent relationships, whether that's because they're dependent on the other person right now for um, financial support or because they have children mm-hmm. or because they don't, they're in isolation, they don't want to be alone. I'm sure there's a million reasons. Uh, but in order to, I guess, escape this codependency, uh, one would have to recognize that they are actually codependent. Mm-hmm. And so if you could now tell us what are some of the signs, the telltale signs that in fact you are in a codependent relationship or you're being codependent? Yeah. So when we're in relationships where we either feel that we're walking on eggshells because we're afraid of causing waves with the other person, or we find that it's difficult to identify how we feel about something because we're constantly deferring to the other person, those are pretty significant signs that there's some codependency there. When we find that we can't make decisions for ourselves and that we're constantly looking to the other person for validation, again, another sign that there's codependency. And it's not to say that you have to leave the relationship, but when we can recognize that that's how we're showing up and that's the pattern of the relationship, we can then make decisions on how we want to shift and how we want to show up differently. We can shift those beliefs. We can shift those patterns of how we show up and we can create interdependent relationships rather than relationships based on codependency. So, but um, I understand that. So I just want to make it clear for the audience, some of the, you know, pinpointed telltale signs. So you're afraid to speak up. This might be more so for women. You know, I I realize both sexes uh, have codependent issues, but in the case of women, sometimes it's worse because we have been taught, especially from certain cultures, to stand back and uh, not be seen and heard. So, So just to run through the signs, fear of being alone, fear, uh, I guess any kind of fear, uh, mm-hmm. afraid to speak up, afraid to assert yourself, afraid to make waves, um, can, uh, I guess giving in- it to the other person all the time. Right. Yes. And inability to identify your own feelings. You know, it's almost like we, you know, when we're codependent, we, we feel how the other person feels because we've lost our own way and our own um, ability to identify what we need and how we feel because we're constantly deferring to the other person in our life. Mm -hmm. That would be a telltale sign of codependency. Okay. And not being like even I think you had said to me once, not even being able to answer, what do you want for dinner? Saying to you, right. well, yes. what do you yes. want? Yeah. Yes, exactly. You know, once or twice, that's fine because it's compromised. But when we constantly have the inability to answer what we want for dinner, it's usually a sign that we're codependent on the other person. Or we're afraid to say what we want for dinner. Then, yeah, we've got a problem. <laughs> okay, so those are the telltale signs. Um, and... Once we recognize that we are codependent or in a codependent relationship that is, you know, unhealthy for us or is causing us anger, frustration, uh, maybe um, depression, anxiety, 
um, whatever the case is, it's affecting our life. We're not in a happy coexisting relationship. Maybe we're not able to function very well. And we, we want to do something about it, let's say. Um, how can we, you know, what are the steps that we should take to uh, move forward and do something about it? So, it? so that, you know, maybe we're coming to you and like, what is the process basically? Maybe you could tell us a little bit about that and even tell us, you know, how you've helped other people and what the results have been. Yeah. So a great example, I'm thinking of a client right now. She originally came to me, she's very successful at work, just moving up the ranks at, at corporate ladder, all the accreditations that you can imagine. And yet her relationship with her husband was suffering. And so the work that we ended up doing was identifying what was that false identity that she had acquired when she was younger. And what we were able to uncover was the identity she was working with was one of she had to prove her worth because as a young child and through her adolescent years, she was constantly trying to prove her worth to her parents. The only time that she really got affirmation from them was if she did really well in school or really excelled at whatever accolade she was receiving. And so what that came down to was an identity of she's invisible unless she gets all of these great um, accreditations by her name. And so she had really taken on that role and became codependent, not on a person, but on her work. And so what that led to was not being able to emotionally engage with her husband. And so when we were finally able to unpack that old identity of I'm invisible and I have to prove my worth, we were able to set new belief patterns and new ways of showing up where she could then re-engage with her husband and they could emotionally connect. They found ways to compassionately communicate with each other. And by that, I mean really getting in touch with her own feelings, her own needs, and then being able to make requests of her husband in a very loving manner where he was able to then receive that and respond to it with could meet that request or not. When they were able to do this, they were able to reconnect. Prior to us working together, honestly, they were on their way to divorce. But once we were able to unpack this old identity and really unveil it to her, she was able to then decide how she wanted to move forward, the steps she wanted to take in order to show up differently, and to then truthfully write a new story for herself. And that's what it's okay, all about. So, so um this is a good sort of segue into the next part, which you're talking about identifying the patterns, seeing the writing on the wall, which is really like transforming oneself, right? So obviously she had the desire to do that because I would say if you didn't have the desire, you're not going to transform. But even having the desire, you need the tools, right? And that's sort of where you come in and I wanted to talk to you. I mean, there are a lot of people in your industry who, you know, do coaching or relationship coaching or a variation thereof, but you do it differently. You have a different approach. So let's talk a little bit about that. And let's talk about, you know, steps to transformation because obviously you can't change overnight, right? right. It takes time if you want sustainability. So for like, break it down. Tell me, your approach first and then what's involved with a transformation that's really going to sustain itself and you know it's not going to take two calls or two talks with you right 
Right, right. So my approach, um, first of all, my work is all based on not just my training, which is extensive. I didn't just certify in life coaching. I went and got specialty certified in different areas such as conscious uncoupling, such as teen life coaching, such as the new money story. I've trained specifically in conscious parenting. So I've got the training and the education, but I couple it with my own personal journey and how I've gone through self-transformation. And through that process, taking all of that into consideration is how I show up in a coaching session. And I really, truly anchor into recognizing with my client, unpacking and unveiling for them, what is that old pattern? Not, in the, not for the purposes of fixing it go back into the past and fix something. The past is the past. It is what it is, but we can learn from it. So it's identifying how we were showing up before. Like how was my client showing up before? Where did that come from? Understanding it, taking the lessons from that, then standing in the present with them and figuring out what future they want to generate for themselves. So then it's the process of really identifying what needs to shift and how we do that. At least we put strategies in place to do that. So I have a, you know, a whole toolbox, but one tool is not going to work for each person. And that's how I coach. I meet each individual person exactly where they are and take them on their own customized journey because we're not carbon copies of each other. And so right. our so journey and how we're going to transform is not going to be the same. Okay. So on this customized journey, how long does it take, let's say, to have a customized journey? Yeah. So with me, generally, it's people either sign on for a six-month package or a 12-month package. Again, to your point, this is not a one-and-done thing. We're really wanting real transformation, and we're really committed to transforming how we're showing up in our lives. It takes a process to change. Right. And so through we're that six-month process- then? Is that what we're doing? Altering behavior? Absolutely. It's all about the neural pathways, right? Because- the way we've shown up and our patterns and our thought beliefs, we've built those neural pathways and it takes time to build new ones. You know, and, and it's so easy to say after a couple of sessions, oh, I feel great and everything is wonderful. But just like when we're driving down a highway, right? It's perfectly paved. We want to keep going down that highway. What we're doing in life coaching and through this process is creating a brand new path. I'm actually taking clients into the woods and saying, here we go. We're starting to build a new path. And until you spend time walking that new path, it's going to be uh, bumpy and not um, smooth. And so it's a process of creating a new smooth path, meaning the new neural pathways have really taken hold. And it's not about suddenly wanting to go back to the old patterns. And so that takes right. time. It's not right. something that can be done in one or two That's sessions. That's what I was saying, sustainable results. But I think it's also important to mention that, you know, while they're walking down this new path with you, you're not there to judge. You're not there to criticize. You're not Correct. there for that. You're strictly there to help them identify behavioral patterns that have kept them stuck mm -hmm. or in, you know, a holding place or attracting the wrong person or being in, in a position where they can't uh, speak up for themselves and break out of that. Yes, it's not. A, it is a safe, confidential, judgment-free zone. By the same token, I'm not doing the work for them. This work is meant for people who are ready and willing to do what's necessary to make the changes for themselves. Because again, if you're looking to somebody else to fix you or to change you, 
those changes aren't going to take hold. They have to come from within. And so I'm there as that co-collaborator, that support system, that person who is ready and willing to help you see what you really can generate for yourself and to help you get there. Okay. So uh, if you're interested in working with um, Kamini, 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 sorry, uh, you today can have an opportunity to do that um, with her giveaway for this, for our viewers, a special giveaway. And what that is, it's, it's a call. It's a complimentary call just to assess no judgment, no risk, you know, just to sort of start. And if you want to go on from there, she'll explain how to work with you, her, her work with her. <laughs> um, and that, that call is normally a hundred dollars, but I have a giveaway for my viewers today compliments and the fee is being waived. So if you want to claim that there's going to be a link in the description below and you just click on it and you can set up to have that call. Again, it's complimentary and it's the starting point. But if we do want to work with you, how, how can we learn more about wanting to work with you? And you know, so find yeah, so if people want to learn more about me and about how I coach and just my coaching style, as well as additional resources, they can visit my website, which is comedywood.com. That's K-A-M-I-N-I-W-O-O-D.com. I'm also on Facebook. My uh, business page is facebook.com slash it's authentic me. Also on Instagram, same handle. It's authentic me. Pinterest, it's authentic me. So if anybody wants to find me and, and just see what I'm up to in the world, by all means, uh, there's my website, there's Facebook, Pinterest, LinkedIn, uh, anywhere and everywhere. Okay, how about a phone number and an email address? <laughs> sure. If somebody wants to email me, they can reach me at contact at itsauthenticme.com or phone is 919-355-2289. And before we close out today, I did want to make mention of the fact that you actually have a book and a podcast. So first let's, let's hear a little bit about the book and where we can get that. Okay. You'll tell us about the podcast. The podcast. Okay, perfect. My book is called Ohm Life's Gentle, Gentle Reminders. It is actually not a front to back read. It is a compilation of analogies from my own personal experiences that just takes um, either stressors or negative situations or what one might consider negative in everyday life and looking at them, reframing them and trying to grow from them. So it just poses ways that the reader could look at an everyday situation and see how there could be growth from it. And the book is actually available on Amazon or on my website. And in terms of the podcast, it's called Rise Up, Live Joy Your Way. They're just short podcasts, uh, conversations uh, with me about just how we can live life, uh, defining our own happiness and our own joy in our own way. Again, so important right now. I know so many uh, of us and, you know, let's be honest, so many of us in this audience and even beyond are really feeling the effects of COVID and we need to have those conversations and we need to know that we're not alone and that we can get out of codependent uh, behaviors that we don't need to be as dependent on people as we think for whatever reason, financial or emotional or what have you. 
Um, thanks so much. This has been a riveting interview full of great information. I'm so glad we had you on today. Thank and you, I want to thank you, my viewers, for being with us again today and my listeners. Um, this is Jeanette Burke, your host, signing off. Please remember to like, share, and comment on all our posts. Uh, we would really appreciate you sharing this with all the wonderful women and smart men in your life. You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Vimeo, YouTube, you name it, we're there, hashtag Jeanette's TV. And until next time, continue to be fabulous.